Welcome everyone, welcome to the Oave Torah, Daf Yomi Shior. Today's Shior is Daf Samachay. We will be finishing Be'ezat Hashem today, Perek Tamid Nishat, and beginning Perek Elu Dibarim. Um, we're beginning over here, uh, towards the bottom of the page, where the two dots, where it says Kohanim... Omdim shurot shurot. And last one line is shurot. Says the Gemara. We had mentioned that the Kohanim are in rows, and each row has is full of golden, silver ones or gold ones, and uh, that's how they would pass along the vessels that had inside the blood towards the Mizbeach. This way, the Kohen who's closest to the Mizbeach is going to be the able is going to be able to. Able to sprinkle on his back. Says the Gemara. My time. What's the reason? Ilmele dilma shaklid dehava umaile dekaspa. If you, if we say maybe they're going to take a gold one and they'll give him a silver one. Hachanami dilma shakli bar matan umaile bar mea. So in other words. You might be worried that maybe there's a problem of maybe they'll take a gold one and give him a, a, a silver one, and then you're going down. You have anything? Anyway, there's a problem. Maybe they'll take a, a one that's 200 and give him one that's only worth 100. The reason why they did it was not because of Malim Bakodesh, Malim Bakodesh. That's not why they had a ro- whole row of silver and a whole row of gold. Rather, it was because it looked nicer when you see all the Kohanim in one row holding gold and the next row of silver, it was nicer. Now, the bowls did not have a, a, a flat. We said before that the bowls do not have anything flat on the bottom. The bowls in the Beit Hamikdash do not have flat on the bottom because all the Kohanim who are holding them were not allowed to put them down because they put them down. We're afraid that the blood that goes in it might congeal and then it won't be kosher to put sprinkle on the mizbeach. Says the Gemara. Tanu Rabbanan. All the bowls in the, the Beit Hamikdash didn't have shulaim. Except for the the bowls that you put the vona and lechem because of those, if they have pointed bottoms, Shema Yanichem Vyafrom Halechem. We're worried that maybe you'll, when you do that, the Bazichel Levona have to be left on the Shulchan the whole week. And we're afraid if you put pointed bottoms on that also, just so everything has pointed bottoms, we're afraid that you'll lean it against one of the Lechem Apanim and it'll break the Lechem Apanim and that'll cause a problem. And therefore, those two bazichim had to have flat bottoms in order to be able to be able to stand on their own without leaning against something because we're afraid you're leaning against the lechem apanim. Okay. Now we said, Shachat Yisrael v'kibel kohen. Thank you so much. If the kohen, if the Yisrael slaughtered and he would accept the blood, lo sagi delav Yisrael. Why does it have to be a, a, a Yisrael who slaughtered the korban? Why can't the Kohen, a Kohen slaughter the Kuban and the Kohen accept the blood? We said the Yisrael does it. Why does it be Yisrael? Someone says, 
That's what we're coming to teach you, that Yisrael is allowed to do the Shechita, even though the rest of the Korban Pesach had to be done specifically by Kohanim. But the Shechita, which is the last step, that's the, that's the last step that's kosher with Yisrael. The Kohen accepts the blood. From Kabbalah on, only the Kohen. We said in the Mishnah, every Kohen would hand the, 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 the Bazichin full of blood to his friend and his friend to his friend in an assembly line until he gets to the, to the Mizbeach. We see from here, we see that one of the four uh, main Avodot in the Beit Mikdash is holacha, which is the transporting of the blood from the place where it was slaughtered to the Mizbeach. This holacha, which is one of the things one might have thunk that it needs to be done beregel, which means that you have to walk it over, which is the normal way of doing it in a regular korban. This, uh, on, on Erev Pesach, being that there's so many korbanot being done so fast, so therefore... Therefore, we, 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 they assembly line it. But with the, the, chidush, the chidush of the Mishnah is, you might think that being holicha, that being that holicha is a necessary melacha, uh, it must be done with feet. And therefore, this assembly line might not be kosher. Right. So the chidush of the Mishnah is, even though you're not walking and you're just passing, it's still kosher. Why? Why is it still kosher? Yeah. I guess it's still called transporting, even though you're just doing using your hands and not your feet. Okay. Okay. Dilma, Gemara says, not necessarily. Who told you that it's kosher? Maybe, even though they're passing it, maybe they move their feet a little bit. Okay. And therefore, if they move their feet a little bit, you can't prove from our Mishnah that, that when you do it exclusively by passing, it's kosher. Maybe holacha needs a little foot action. Says Gemara, then if so, so what's the chidush of the Mishnah? If you're telling me the Kohanim always moved their feet a little bit just to make sure they did a little movement with their feet, what's the chidush? Yeah. If so, maybe the Mishnah would be teaching me Berov Am means that in general when you have a melacha to do if one person does the whole thing it doesn't show respect to the king Hashem as much. Rather, the more people that are that are getting a piece of the action, the more respect for the king. And maybe that's what's coming to teach you. It's not teaching you anything about the the, the permissibility of. It's telling me about so that so many people is better. It's not telling you about the pers- permissibility of not using your feet. Yeah, it's not telling you that. Maybe it's just telling you that it's uh, telling you a chiddush about how important it is to try to have as much um, many people involved as possible. Okay. Mishnah says, He accepts the full one and he returns the empty one. You can't do the opposite. You can't first return the empty one and then take the full one. You don't pass over the mitzvah, which means that when you have two things to do, one is your kohen on the assembly line, okay? And basically you're doing two things. You're taking full ones from the guys who are away from the Mizbeach, and you're returning empty ones from the guys who are close to the Mizbeach. Yeah. That's what you're doing. You're, you're walking. You're, that's what you're doing. Yeah. First thing you have to do is take the full one. Why? 
ein ma'birin al mitzvah. It's a concept that you're not allowed to pass over a mitzvah, and therefore, being that this is a mitzvah right away, and that's only a chesed mitzvah, returning only a chesed mitzvah. Therefore, we do this first. Is that clear? Yeah. Good. So let's think about it further. Kohen hakarov mizbech. The kohen who throws mizbech, he throws the blood. My Tana Pesach Bzirika, who's the Tana of Mishnah who holds that Pesach you have to throw on the, 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 the blood of the Korban is thrown onto the Mizbeach? You, you could do either Shifika, which is pouring on the Mizbeach, and here it sounds like our Mishnah sounds like we're doing Zirika. So which Tana is that? Amar Abchaster, Chaster says, Reb Yossi Haglilihi, it must be Reb Yossi Haglili. The Tanya was really Omer, et damam tizrok amzbech vet chelabam takir. On by the Bechor it says that you throw the blood of Mizbeach and you offer the Koran. Damol or Neymar el damam. Doesn't say damo, its blood, which we're referring only to the Bechor. It says damam, their blood. Chelbo lo Neymar el chelabam. Lamad al Bechor u maaser pesach. It teaches about Bechor. That they all have to be need putting their blood and the imunim on the mizbeach. The reason why we put specifically those to korbanot is because they're all kodesh kalim, right? Because it never says anywhere else that maaser and pesach have to go on the mizbeach. This is where we learn from. Now, I want to know another question. How do we know that you have to put it in a place of the wall <coughs> that has a yesod? Now, not not the whole mizbeach didn't have a yesod on the bottom. Yesod is a little piece that sticks out on the bottom of the mizbeach. On the north and the west side of the mizbeach, there was one ama that had, that had one ama yesod. How do we know that when you sprinkle the blood on the mizbech, it has to be next to the yisod? Says the Gemara, At yezrika, yezrika me'olah. We make a gzira shava, throw, throw, from the korban olah. K'tiva, it says by us, et by us, et damam tizrok on mizbech, that's the famous damam pasuk that we just used beforehand, right? The damam of bechor, the toilet that you have to sprinkle on mizbech, k'tiva, it says, we're carrying olah, v'zadakubin, I don't know, et damam mizbech sabib, they throw it. Ma ola to na yisod, just like the ola has to be next to the yisod. Al pes nami yisod so to pes needs yisod. For ola gufa minal, and how do we know the ola needs the yisod? Amarka el yisod mizbech ola to the yisod mizbech ola. Alma ola to na yisod. That's why ola needs yisod, and the gzera shiva connects to the pesach, and that's why the pesach has to be sprinkled on the mizbech in a place of the mizbech on the north or west or western side, which has a yisod. Says the gemara. We quote the Mishnah, we said that when the first group leaves, the second one comes and the third one comes. The last group, the third group, is called the lazy group because they're the ones who come into the Beit HaMikdash last to do their korbanot. It's impossible to do Kwan Pesach without the third group, which means we learned that you have to have three shifts. We said that in the previous Mishnah, it has to be three shifts with at least ten guys. So what are, we, what, are we, what are we calling out the last group of lazy guys? It's not their fault they're late to shul. They, 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 someone, we need three minyanim, right? If it's, it's like, imagine, you have, 
you have a you have a shul that has a seven o'clock and eight o'clock and nine o'clock minyan. You talk about nine o'clock minyan. Those are the lazy guys. Well, lazy guys, you, you need three minyanim. If we weren't here, you wouldn't have the third minyan. This is worse here. You, it's an absolute chiyuv that you have three groups. So why are you calling them lazy? Says the Still, they should have been part of the first group. Kidatanya, like we learned in the Mishnah, Rebbe Oman, Iav Shalom below Basam below Bursi. It's impossible to have a world without people who make perfume, without people who uh, do tan- tanning skins. Now, perfume makers smell delicious. People who tan animal skins smell horrible. You need both in the world. People need leather. People need perfume. You can't have that without the bag you're saying, right? No, they're not connected. Two separate things, oh, okay. right? Perfume makers and this that. The, uh, a whole world has to have everything, right? Somebody's got to be the garbage man, and someone's got to be the perfume seller, right? Ashre Mishi Unobasam. Praise is the person whose, uh, whose work is perfume. Oil Mishi Unobasam. Woe is to the person who's got, got to work with the smelly stuff all day. It's impossible to have a world without men and women. Lucky is the guy who's got, who's got boys. Woe is the people who have girls. That's what we were talking about earlier today, right? Okay. Don't, please don't mention this at home, boys. Okay. Uh, by the way, they, they, they have answers for this, why they want to say that. Because you have to watch them, you have to this, there's a meiri. Okay, whatever. Let's go. Okay. Kima'aseu <coughs> behol. We say the same thing like they do during the week. That's what you want Shabbat. But the problem is that they said that the Kohanim used to wash the Azara on Shabbat without the Chachamim agreeing. Which means in the Beit HaMikdash they would wash the floor and the Chachamim didn't agree. Which rabbi didn't agree? Why is it a sewer to rinse the Azara, the floor of the Azara on Shabbat? The Rabbanan hold that when you sweep the floor, it's only a shvut. And there's no problem of doing a Rabbanan in the Bet Mikdash. So it's a machlokit. Whether, seemingly, whether sweeping the floor is the oraita or the rabbanan, Rabbi is going to hold as the oraita, and therefore, if it's the oraita, even though the, the, in the Beit Hamikdash you won't be allowed to do it, but the Chachamim hold it to rabbanan, the rabbis suspend all the rabbanans in the Beit Hamikdash, almost all. Maihi, what is the machloket? The Tanya will learn the whether you're milking an animal or whether you're um, uh, making cheese, or pressing the cheese, if you do the size of a fig, if you sweep the floor, or you sprinkle water on the floor in order to get the whole, make sure the dirt doesn't come up, or if you remove uh, honeycombs, from a beehive. If you do it by accident, you have chatat. If you did it on purpose, you get malkut arbaim. These are the words of the Rezah. Chachamim say, 
that both of them are only a shuv, which means the which two ones, Rashi says, sweeping the floor and laying the dusk or removing honey. All those are only midirabanan. So you see from here that according to Bielezer, it's Teoraita, and therefore he's the author of Amishnah. Rabbi Ashi Omer, feel him, Shlomson Chachamim, you can even say it's the Chachamim. Rabbi Natan, it's like Rabbi Natan, Datan, Rabbi Natan Omer, Shvut Sicha Hitiru, Shvut Sicha Hitiru. According to Rabbi Natan, he holds that it could be Dirabanan, but the rabbis only allowed in the Beit HaMikdash to do the Dirabanans in the Mikdash that we needed. And since we didn't need to rinse the floor on Shabbat, so even he wouldn't let it. Okay? And therefore, we don't have to say that. So we can say that it's the Chachamim. Good. Rav Ashu, okay. Let's see. We did that. Okay. Rav Yudah Omer, the Gemara says, Rav Yudah says, Kos Hayam Maleh, the Kohen would fill up a cup with blood and he would move it on. Right? So we, we spoke about that before. Tanya, Rav Yudah Omer, Kos Hayam Maleh, Midamat Harovat. We said, the writer says that they would fill up a cup from the. Okay, if you remember, we said in the Mishnah. That you would fill up a a, a a cup from the floor of the mizbeach, okay? Tanya, we learned in the Brayta. They would fill it up from the mixed blood and put it on. Because if the blood of one of them spilled, this will make it kosher. In other words, let's say one of the kwanim spilled their cup on the floor. And therefore you could always pick up the, some of the mixed blood from the floor, sprinkle it on the Mizbeach, and then this way that guy's blood got sprinkled. Okay. Whoever got spilled got sprinkled. It was like a, it's like a backup, backup plan. Right. Okay? It's on the floor anyway, no? What? The blood's from the floor anyway. No, the blood's never from the floor. I thought they... Normally when they do Shechita, they catch the blood right away, and it's called, they catch the blood right away. Again, the, the, the plan is Shechita is the last thing that's done by Yisrael, we said. And the first thing that a Kohen, Kohen only must do, the first thing that a Kohen only must do is catching the blood. Catching the blood means you, you have a basin and you catch the blood in the basin right away. And it's never supposed to go on the floor. But we're talking, what happens if it spills? You can pick from the floor. Now the Gemara is going to have a big problem with this. Says the Gemara. So they told Rabbi Yudah, how are you allowed to catch it? If you take it from the floor, it wasn't accepted in, 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 in the keli. It's no good. Everyone's asking about you. Okay? What's the point of filling blood from the floor if the blood was never in a keli? Minayada. The Gemara is asking a question. What's the point of ke- collecting the blood from the floor? You can't use blood that didn't go in the keli. Okay. So if it didn't go in the keli, it's no good. Minayada. How do we know it wasn't a keli? El haki kamilu. Shem alone a couple keli. We don't know for sure it wasn't a keli, but maybe it was never in a keli. If it could have been, it was in a keli and it spilled. But it could have. How are you allowed to do it? If maybe it was never in a keli and blood that was never in a keli, you're not allowed to sprinkle on the mizbeach. I only said to, to sprinkle on the Mizbeach if the blood was in a keli. Somewhere says, Minayada. How does he know that it was in a keli? The Kornim are quick, and therefore, 
Therefore, the Kohanim are careful to catch the blood in a keli. And therefore, if there's blood on the floor, it's probably from a keli. The Gemara says, Is Lizin, am I Mishtabach? If there's Lizin, why did it spill? Why are you worried that it might spill if there's a Lizin? If the Kohanim is so, so careful, without a doubt, it shouldn't spill. Well, overflowing is no good either. Since they're hurrying, they might spill it. This is a big problem. Okay, you want to say that blood is going to be from a, from a thing, but included in the blood that's on the floor of the Beit HaMikdash is also Dam Timatit. There's two types of blood. One is the blood that gushes out when you slaughter. That's called the Dam HaNefesh. That, that, that's a special blood that you're supposed to catch. And then there's the, the blood that drips out at the end which is Dam Tematit. That blood is not supposed to go in the Mizbeach. And that's got to be on the floor of the, the Azarat tomb. So when you pick up some blood from the floor, your blood of the, that, that spurted out, that spilled, is going to be mixed with the blood that dripped out, which is not supposed to go in the Mizbeach. Okay. So what's going on? Are you with us? Says the Gemara. Rabbi Da is following his reason. Rabbi Da, who said to pick it up, he's following his reason. Rabbi Yehuda holds that the Dam that drips out is also kosher. There's a machloket regarding eating blood. Whether you're allowed to eat this dam that drips out or not. The Tanakhama holds, it's, it's asur ba'azara. It's asur. But you don't get karet. Rebidah says you get karet for drinking the blood. Now, so since Rebidah holds, you get karet from, dripping, from the dripping blood, therefore that means he holds it's regular good blood. And if he holds regular good blood, then it's sprinkling on his back. And you could theoretically sprinkle on the Zbeach, it's okay. Doesn't say that Yuda admits that when it comes to the blood that drips out, it's not good for a kapara. Because Basuk says it's dam and benefish kapara. We're now on Samachem of only the blood that takes the nefesh of the animal out with it, that gives you kapara. But the blood that drips out later, where the soul is already out already, that doesn't, that doesn't give, give a kapara. So you see that he agrees. It's rather, the reason why it's okay is because Yudha holds that blood doesn't nullify blood. Therefore he holds that even though you have, a, let's say a Kohen dropped his uh, thing, cup. cup, and the, the blood spilled on the floor, oh. he, and it got mixed with all the other regular blood that's on the floor, it's still okay because blood doesn't nullify blood, and therefore even though it's only a little bit of blood in, it's not nullifying, it's okay. Says the Gemara, Tanya, we to the Hamim, according to you, I don't understand why we're saying this blood is better than that blood, and like the beginning, as soon as he shakes it, he has to catch that. You have to matter. catch it. It doesn't matter if you mix it. If you drop it, you mix it. What does it matter? And then, like, why? Only according to Yudah. Oh, okay. Hamim <laughs> holds this big, big deal. Okay. okay. Tanya, we learned in the Brayta. Why would they stuff the drain of the Azara? There was a thing that they used to stuff the drain of the Azana on Erev Pesach. Meaning, if they're not collecting the blood off the floor, so what's the point of the Chachamim 
the famous thing they used to plug the thing and they used to pile up all the blood in the, in the floor of the Azara. Why would they plug it if, if anyway they're not using it? Mm-hmm. It's praiseworthy for the Kohanim to be up to their knees in blood. And that's why we did it. Not because we're picking anything off the floor. No, because that's nice for the Kohanim. They have blood up to their knees. It's Asur. How are they allowed to do that? Because the Kohanim are not allowed to walk with shoes in the Beit HaMikdash because their feet have to touch the floor of the Beit HaMikdash. And now, when they're walking on the floor of the Mizbech, there's blood in between their feet and the floor of the Beit HaMikdash. So they have a chatzitza. Just like if a lady goes to McVeigh and she's got a chatzitza, she's got a nail polish on her, or she's got the thing on her, it's a chatzitza, or, the, uh, or uh, she's got a bandage, or a, a, a filling, and a tooth, or something, and she's got a problem. Okay, it's a problem. So here too, we have a Kohen with blood, with a chatzitza, in between his feet and the floor of the Beit HaMikdash, because he's supposed to be on the floor and he's not. Putting aside, it must be slippery. Oh, that's a separate problem. I don't know. Okay. Who told, told you how shiny the floor was? I don't know if it was matte or if it was like, maybe it had treads. I don't know. Since the blood was still lach, which means it was still liquidy, therefore, it's not chotetz, because blood that's a liquid is not chotetz. If you have blood on a woman or or dior, or ink, or chalav, or milk, or dvash, or honey. Yivashim, if they dry up, if you have dried up blood, it's a chatita, and if you want to make it, it's a problem. But lachim, if it's wet blood, it's not a chatita. And therefore here too, it's wet blood on the floor, and it's not a chatita in between the feet of the kohanim and the things. Ask the Gemara, v'ha kemet vasimanayu. A problem. The kohanim's clothes are going to get stained. V'tan, we learned in a brighter. If the Kohen's clothes were dirty, the Avad, and he does the Avodah Mekdash, Avodah Topesula, the Kohen's clothes are not allowed to be stained, and if there's a blood stain on it, it'll make it not kosher. So, how's he allowed to do it if it's, get, if it's, it's all the way to the floor? So, we have a problem. But the, the, the clothes are going to get stained, right? But we said, we said, so he said, maybe you're going to say they're going to pick it up. It has to fit him, and that means it has to be according to his size. It can't be too short or too long. It has to be the size of the guy, it has to reach the floor, and therefore he's not allowed to pick it up. This that it has to be long. The blood has to be up to the thing, but we say maybe you want to say he picked it up. Oh, okay. Can't be. He's not allowed to pick it off the floor. This that we said, so Mara's answering, no. This that we said it's good to be up to your knees, that's when you bring the Evanim to the Keves. That's not part of the Avodah. Bringing the Evanim, the limbs, to the Keves is not part of the Avodah, they want to claim. And therefore, th- during that time, they're allowed to pick up their, their garments. And that's why it's okay. Okay? Vilo, it's not part of the How can you say it's not part of the Avodah? It has to be a Kohen. 
and if it has to be a Kohen, it must be part of the Avodah. If Yisrael can't do it, it's part of the Avodah. Titania, ve'ekrivet ha'kohen 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 zu al-echat evelim ha'keves. Ela ba'lechot etzim lamalacha. Rather, walking through it was when they were carrying the wood up to Mizbeach. That's not Avudah, and therefore it's okay. So they had they, okay, very good. So when they walked it up, it was okay, they could pick up their things. But how do they, how do they walk when they, when they, if there's still blood on the floor? So the people, when, when the Kohanim are walking to, to bring the limbs to the Mizbeach and bringing the blood to the Mizbeach, how'd they walk? You're not allowed to pick up the things and there's blood. Says must be that they had platforms. They had platforms and they walked on the platforms, then it's okay. Now, you might wonder, how are you allowed to have platforms? If we're not allowed to have dried blood under your feet as a chatita, what about the platforms? So Rashi says, yeah, but the platforms were built into the floor. Since they get built into the floor, become part of the floor, and therefore your feet only have to be on the platforms, and that's okay. So when are they ever up to their knees? When they when they they're only up to their knees when they carry uh, the limbs, the the wood, the wood up the thing, which is not part of the thing. Uh-huh. Okay, and then and then they then since it's not part of the thing, that's why they pick up their uh-huh. that's why they pick up their garments.